Okay, welcome. It is Friday night. What's the date now? Um, September 7th? Yes. And my name is Peter Tam. Welcome to another episode of the Mental Debriefing Podcast. With me is my uh, trusty co-host. Hi, everyone. Excited to be here with Peter on a Friday night. (laughs) Very, very exciting. Yes, it's my uh, trusty co-host, Leslie. Yes. And before we proceed, how was your... It's been two weeks since our... Uh, wow, it's already been two weeks? Yes, because oh, um, we keep delaying our um, our podcast, which is fine. But um, yeah. eventually, if we have other guests, we should set a date. <laughs> Uh, Frank wanted to be on the podcast because he wanted to uh, refute one of the things that I said last time I was here. I remember I was telling you the story about us going hiking, and he had asked me if I wanted to jog the rest, if I wanted to jog the rest of the way because he was scared. <laughs> he said he was not scared, <laughs> and that I was a liar. <laughs> so just uh, wanted to. Okay. Put that out there since he's not here. Fantastic. But he was scared. Good to know. Yeah. Um. I just been busy preparing for my uh, clinical rotation that's coming up. Um. I was supposed to go to uh, PIH and Downey, but things changed, and now I'm going to Kaiser in Ontario. So just getting ready for that. Uh, we have to put together a clinical notebook. I'm really excited. I'm also really nervous because I don't want to mess up, but I'm super excited. So what do these clinicals consist of? So it's uh, you're providing medical nutrition therapy, and there's um, going to be at a hospital. And like, for instance, you have to be really careful with people who have diabetes or people who have renal disease, um, people who have gout. They have certain dietary restrictions, so the dietitian ensures that these people um, get, you know, the nutrients and the making sure that they're getting what they need dietarily and that we're limiting, like, the foods that they can't eat. And education is a huge part of it. So, like, if someone is newly diagnosed with diabetes and you provide them with education about the disease, same with renal disease, same with a lot of different diseases. Um, Yeah. So. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Now, do you feel that um, Mexican food is healthy or not healthy? <laughs> I, again, I, I currently work at a uh, outpatient eating disorder facility, so you have to take that into consideration when I answer these questions. I don't like to label foods as either good versus bad or healthy versus unhealthy. All foods fit in moderation and balance. So In general. <laughs> what do you mean in general? If you want to have Mexican food, have Mexican food. It can be like, for instance, uh, what's wrong with ceviche? Ceviche is kind of like Mexican food. It's seafood, right? <laughs> I'm rolling you, my eyes. Why are you rolling your eyes? I grew up eating ceviche, and that's it's fish. Oh, well, ceviche is not cooked, but which some people they. Uh, it is cooked. It's co- it cooks with oh the acidity God. of the lemon. <laughs> why are you shaking your head? Oh, there was this uh, Reno 911 episode, and then um, uh-huh. 
offering this guy ceviche, one of the sheriffs. And then he said, I've had mm-hmm. diarrhea for today already. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, I think you're thinking about like refried beans, Mexican rice, tortillas and all of that. Um, is that what you're thinking about? Well, in general, I find that um, Mexican food, um, the foods itself, mm-hmm. uh, like if you go, well, you know, I obviously don't, outside of quesadillas, you know, mm-hmm. that's about as far as my <laughs> Mexican cooking experience goes. But uh-huh. um, when, it, when it comes to, you know, going out to a restaurant or whatever, I find if you like order the meals, uh-huh. like at a sit down restaurant and then you like order like a Americana asada plate or whatever. Yeah. Then those tend to be healthier if you order a fajitas. It tends to be less unhealthy. But uh-huh. then if you order like a um like a uh if you order like a burrito or whatever, then it mm-hmm. tends to be yeah, more unhealthy. I think you also maybe it's not well balanced, so you wanna plate like a well balanced meal where you have a little bit of protein, a little bit of carbohydrates, vegetables you know, fruit, but I don't, no, I don't think Mexican food is unhealthy. Like I grew up eating, um, caldo de pollo, which is a chicken soup, which had, um, chicken, um, corn, uh, zucchini. And I, I really enjoyed it. That's still one of my favorite dishes. Yeah. Mexican soups are good. Yeah. They're really good. So, um, no, I don't think Mexican food is unhealthy. What about Mexican snacks? Like? You know, when they put the uh, um, tapatio on potato chips. Oh, that's so good. Have you ever had salt and vinegar chips? I just recently had salt and vinegar chips. Yeah, I have some really, really? I don't know where they are. They're really good. Yeah, they're one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I also like ketchup-flavored chips, which unfortunately mm-hmm. they don't sell in the U.S. It's Canadian only. I never had that. Portion sizes is a huge thing. A lot of people, um, that's something that a lot of people need to work on is portion sizes. Like, for instance, what is, what is three ounces? Like, so three ounces of meat is what's recommended at a meal. So how, how big is that using your hand? One handful. (laughs) It's actually the palm of your hand. That's three ounces. That's a lot smaller than most, uh. But well, cooked or uncooked. Cooked. But, anyways, we digress. What about you? How is your week? Um, it's been a uh, busy, busy two weeks. I've um. Yeah, it's it's been a busy two weeks. Uh, one of my clients finally got into escrow, so things. Congrats! Are, That's exciting. Um, well, I don't want to get too excited yet um uh-huh. how long have you been working with this client like five months five six months oh, wow. but, um yeah hopefully things turn out well mm-hmm. um she may be getting some cold feet i don't know but she deposit put in her deposit today so oh, wow. things are going in the right direction mm-hmm. um by the way i like when you show your open houses on instagram and facebook the house that you showed recently was really nice. Oh yeah, that's um. There's a West Covina house that uh. They uh, refurbished um Covina, West Covina. And those are really good areas. Mm-hmm. 
peaceful. Um, you know, the houses are kind of small because they're built back in the 50s, but um, overall, they're nice houses. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been doing open house. Scott's uh, my portly mentor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm learning a lot from, you know, as I stated, well, we edited that out last time. But anyways, there's there's certain realtors, you know, everyone's nice to you when you start out, but then you need to find someone that can actually uh, show you the ropes and then mm-hmm. um, have a mentor-like figure to show me the ropes. So I've been doing a lot of his open houses and um, it's been fun. It's a fun learning experience. Mm. I have a lot of uh, insects in this room, so. Oh my goodness. Anyways, um, also. Is that new, your watch? No. Um, I am wearing uh, my... Uh, Fancy. It's an Apple Watch. Um, it's pretty cool, mm-hmm. but I've had it for a while. And uh, this is the... It's a Nike um, Apple Watch. Uh, they had some co-branding things. Mm. Um, anyways, uh, before we talk about Nike... Um, <laughs> Oh man! Uh, I've uh, in in our uh, favorite discussions about my dating adventures. Um, oh yes. I have uh, my friend Luis runs a dance studio in San Bernardino, and uh, one of this you know I I pop in for the socials. Um, he's also uh, kind enough because uh, one of my old car magnets. That's like an ad. Mm-hmm. Um, he he lets me put it put the car magnet on the, on his refrigerator in the dance studio, so it's free advertising. Oh, that's nice. Um, so anyways, um, one of his students. Um, we've been texting back and forth. Mm-hmm. So um, she's on vacation right now, but um, it's uh. It's moving in the right direction, and uh, she's not massively overweight, and um, yeah, things are things are good. It's not an online date, so I have good feelings about this. When's your date? Um, when she gets back. We were supposed to go to a museum, which was like on the 26th, but uh-huh. I'm probably going to see her before then and do other stuff too, so. Do not take her to Bass Pro Shop. I actually felt that was a good idea. Your even your friend on Facebook said no to Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, Marcelo Ponce said no to Bass Pro Shop. But I didn't know that they have a restaurant in there. Is this true? Yeah, they have a restaurant. We didn't eat there, but. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just a sporting goods place. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to see. There's that giant fish tank and stuff. Maybe. I didn't know that, so. Because uh, on the dating books, you know, they say you have to um, go to several places. That's one of those strategies. Mm-hmm. So it feels like you've, you've been on a long journey with, uh, with them, and then they feel a connection. Like, if you just <laughs> go to, like, because one of the dates I had earlier this year, um, or two of the dates, we just went to Marie Calendars and had dinner, and then oh my it gosh. ended weird. So... 
I'm I'm a big uh, Marie Callender's fan, so. Do you think Marie Callender's is healthy? Um. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't answer that. They have a salad bar, so yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I go to Marie Callender's. I like American food. I like American restaurants because they tend to be slightly healthier than Chinese restaurants. And like when I go to Monterey Park. I go to Marie Callender's. I don't eat Chinese food. I eat Marie Callender's. Mm-hmm. Um, ma- mainly because of the crowd, avoiding the crowds and all that stuff. So, mm. even though that Marie Callender's is super busy. So, um, anyways, um, off topic, but I, I'm, I have good feelings. So let's uh, do a quick pause here. Mm-hmm. Okay, continuing on here. Mm-hmm. Um. Recently, there's been a uh, there's been an ad by our favorite uh, company in Oregon, known as Nike, and they have uh, the ad features a certain NFL star, Colin Kaepernick, a former NFL star, he used to be quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. and um, it says um, if you're willing to sack. You have to be willing to sacrifice everything. Kaepernick, of course, has been a uh, he's been a controversial figure because he started the whole um, kneeling at the um, when they do the what do you call it the national the anthem mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. and he started that whole movement because he claims it was about um, police brutality even though previously he said that. He wouldn't kneel to a flag um, that's oppressive, blah, 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 blah. So he's kind of changed his story since then. But um, anyways, so Nike's been under some flack by s- certain uh, super right-wing groups for featuring a Colin Kaepernick in their ads. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you feel about this controversy? Well, this is definitely a very polarizing campaign that they decided to go with. Um, a lot of mixed emotions about it. I I like I'm I like to keep an open mind about these topics and listen to both sides. Of, you know, people who are on the left and then people who are on the right and hear their thoughts and what their concerns are. At this moment, I'm just keeping an open mind about it. I don't really have an opinion about it. Have you watched a TV commercial? I have not. I don't watch, I don't really watch television. Okay. um... I just saw the ad because it's been all over social media and people reposting it, saying that they've been inspired. Okay, and uh, I know these people and they're well intentioned and they repost this because they felt inspired by this person and they believe in what he is doing and what he's promoting but I also understand people on the other side who don't necessarily agree in the way that some things were handled um, for instance there was a situation where he was wearing 
and this this might sound really <laughs> um, trivial, but he was wearing socks that were um, of pigs that were dressed as police officers. And of course, the law enforcement community took offense to that because they're you know he's saying that they're pigs. Uh, and I know obviously <laughs> people who are in law enforcement who are not prejudiced, who are minorities themselves, who came from other countries, who just want to protect this country that they have so much respect for. And that's something that I understand as well. There are people who love this country, love what it represents, love what it stands for, love the opportunities that it provided them. And so that's why they have so much respect for the flag and the national anthem. But then there are other people who have been victims of oppression, have been victims of racism, who don't agree with the things that go on in this country and need to voice their concerns because that's important as well. So I just, I'm listening to both sides and taking it all in. Okay, um, the print ad says, uh, believe in something even if it means sacrificing everything. It has Colin Kaepernick's face at the bottom says, just do it. Um, I think uh, the TV ad is um, slightly I didn't find it controversial at all so let me do a quick pause here okay so I just played the uh, TV ad for Leslie uh, mm -hmm. the uh, Colin Kaepernick TV ad how did you feel watching that I agree with the overall message of the ad which is to be great to um believe in yourself to oh you know overcome obstacles and hardships that life throws at you in pursuit of what you you're passionate about so i don't disagree with the message i think the controversy is over who's narrating this message, which happens to be a polarizing figure, whether or not I, and I, I don't know, I don't really, yes. I don't know him. I don't, I really don't, I've never, I haven't really researched what he's about. So I don't want to comment on him. Okay. Um, what about you? What do you think? Well, full disclosure, um, my first pair of uh, sports shoes were Nikes. I like Nike more than any sports team. Um, sports team? Yes. Like, you know how people are fans about, like, oh, I'm a Lakers fan or whatever. I'm a fan of the Nike brand oh, okay. more than any sports team I'm a fan of. Um, why? And uh, why I, are you such a big fan? I also have financial interest in Nikes, so oh, okay. this is uh, <laughs> it's all for full disclosure. But um, I've been um, no, I'm a fan of Nike uh, because they had cool shoes. They have a uh, slick logo, the swoosh um, that was designed by a. Uh, University of Oregon student um, I think um, there's a story behind that swoosh um, 
but uh, initially Phil Knight didn't like that logo, but then he eventually liked it. Anyways, um, so I've been a big Nike guy, and then I ran cross country, and then uh, one of the first runners was Steve Prefontaine. One of the first Nike runners that were sponsored was Steve Prefontaine, and then they had two movies um, about him. Anyways, um, so he was a runner, and then his coach, uh, Coach Bowerman, was um, the uh, the track coach at University of Oregon. He was one of the co-founders of Nike. And then um, when I was in cross country, we watched two movies about him because at the time they had two Steve Prefontaine movies. This was back in uh, the year 2000. Um, so all of that stuff, um, because of cross country, because of uh, basketball, because of their cool logo, I've always been a uh, Nike guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm wearing Nike shorts. I have a <laughs> Nike Apple Watch. Um, ha- most of my shoes are Nike or Converse, um, so I'm a very Nike-oriented person. So, you know, they have a good model, which is just do it. I'm a guy that. Uh, I have a lot of uh, what they call paralysis of analysis. So you're, yes, I can definitely see that. You're too busy thinking about all the outcomes and all the scenarios, and mm-hmm. then um, sometimes you just need to. They say just do it, mm-hmm. and then um, there's a saying: "Action cures fear," which is from another book, but um, by David Schwartz, the uh, the power of thinking big, but. Um, yeah, a lot of it, once you just do something, it's like uh, when you go to the... No one wants to go to the gym, or I, I've i always had troubles going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hardest part about going to the gym is putting your shorts on at a home to get ready to go to the gym. Because once you're there, then, you know, oh, you're yeah. there anyways, then you might as well exercise. So it's actually getting there, that's the challenge. That's so the I, hardest part, is just getting there, I think, sometimes. So I believe in the... Just do it logo because a lot of my life has had a lot of paralysis analysis and Nike stock has done well for me personally. So um, I believe in the message. I believe that in the people that founded it. Um, I believe this, you know, obviously they're a big company, so they took a calculated risk mm-hmm. regarding uh, Colin Kaepernick. They knew he was a controversial figure. Um, but they've uh, Nike is a company that tends to side with the athlete during these types of controversies. Hmm. Um, you know, Kobe's incident in Colorado. Nike uh, was still their still their sponsor. Tiger Woods thing with his wife. Um, a lot of sponsors bailed on him, but Nike was still on Maria Sharapova. Same thing. Um, when she failed a drug test and then a performance enhancing drug test PDs and then uh, this Kaepernick incident Nike tends to stick with the athletes so anyways I uh, I like the company I like what it represents and I don't think it's appropriate to burn how people are reacting uh-huh. the more extreme portions of it I know it's overblown because it's like 10, 10 12 people or whatever they burn some jerseys um, and then, and then, 
the news media picks it up, but I think people are overreacting. So you like everything about this ad and campaign? I don't um, personally support Colin Kaepernick. Why? Um, because of the, uh, the whole kneeling down thing. Um, you know, he kneels in the flag, which was supposed to be controversial. But, um, like, after that season, going in, this was like two years ago, mm-hmm. this is how this whole thing started. Um, that off season, um, he indica- his agent indicated that he was willing to stand again if he, when he signs with whoever. Mm-hmm. But then no other team signed him. But I believe if a team had signed him, that he would have stood, because um, that's that's the message his agent was telling everyone. So he would get get signed by a team that he wouldn't uh, <laughs> he wouldn't do that anymore. So I believe that I think um, he would have uh, he would have signed. He would have stood if there was another national anthem incident. Uh-huh. And then there's been players that are more r- ridiculous now that. Um, there was a guy that they were playing like a different country's anthem and then he stood and then he he sat down when they played the U.S. anthem. Oh my gosh. So that was even worse. Uh-huh. And um, so, you know, the kneeling thing, there's actually worse things, like some of them like stay in the locker room or whatever. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't think it's as horrible as how other people have behaved. So, um the Sox incident, I I don't support at all. I think that was a bit extreme. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyways, I think his message. Yeah, he he's representing something. Mm-hmm. Um, the police brutality and the uh, perceived unfair treatment um, with African Americans during mm-hmm. arrest situations, um, but. You know, I'm I'm more open minded. I I support Nike. Colin Kaepernick himself. You know, I'm not a big fan of his, but anyways, so I'm over it. I'm not gonna go bur- be burning any jerseys because I obviously love Nike too much. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. It's it's kind of weird. Also, there's um. Yeah, I just I'm thinking of what I've heard from people about athletes specifically football players kneeling for the national anthem I've heard both sides and both sides make very compelling arguments Um, so I'm really torn about the whole issue also um, when he first came into the league he was a very popular guy Colin Kaepernick Um, Mm -hmm. And then rumor has it that uh, he met a girlfriend and then uh, the radicalization process began. So I blame <laughs> well, it on the girlfriend. let's not spread rumors because we don't know. <laughs> uh, but you know what? He, yeah, well, it's whatever he chooses to do, that's. Yeah, anyways. Anyways, I was listening to Joe Rogan, no surprise, 
and he had Elon Musk on his podcast, and they were talking about artificial intelligence, which I know really nothing about. But he convinced me that we should definitely be more aware of what's going on with art artificial intelligence. And he kind of scared me because he was saying that in the future, artificial intelligence is going to control everything. And we're really not going to have a say-so in how our world is is run and so he was saying that he met with different political figures people in power and hopes that they would put together a committee to help regulate artificial intelligence but because there's a lack of awareness they really i don't think understood what he was saying and what he was talking about so they kind of brushed him off and so now he is more he's thinking more well okay i i wasn't able to convince them to commit to get a committee together so now I'm just going to accept the reality of what's going to happen and kind of hope for the best um there was a lot of blowback from his interview which we'll talk about in a few minutes but um regarding artificial intelligence um one of his quotes was um artificial intelligence is uh you're kind of um unleashing a devil unleashing the devil which um i believe that the uh, terminator series <laughs> you're familiar with the terminator films yes i believe they're a documentary <laughs> and i believe that a lot of that is uh it's true i believe that um you don't want to mess around with ai too much because uh, eventually that they'll be getting the whole thing is uh, w machines eventually will be sentient which is self-aware mm -hmm. and then once that happens um that's it for humanity so fun times yeah and he was also talking about the limbic system and the prefrontal cortex and I, the way I've understood it is that the prefrontal cortex of the brain is our, the decision-making part of our brain and the limbic system is more of the emotional regulation part of our brain. But what he was saying, which is really interesting, is that the prefrontal cortex really just is responding to the limbic portion of our brain. So we're just constantly responding to our emotions. And he discussed, well, he didn't really discuss, but you kind of start to think about the negative aspects of responding to our emotions um, and how that leads to poor decision-making. So that was an interesting conversation. I've never thought about it that way. Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit freaky when we think about if uh, artificial intelligence can make better decisions than us. Right, because they're not having to deal with the emotional regulation uh, emotion regulation and responding to to that so we'll see what happens but i'm a proponent of uh, having a committee to help regulate ai i think that's necessary yeah also um because there was a uh, joint that was smoked <laughs> by elon musk um uh -huh. yeah 
basically the podcast took place last night mm-hmm. and then this morning like every single news media every single business channel cnbc bloomberg all this stuff all they could talk about was uh elon was smoking the joint because <laughs> um tesla's shares went down eight percent today really um because <coughs> two of their executives left but also the image of um hmm. of elon musk smoking the joint was a very big deal so you know this is why people don't trust news media outlets because for two hours they talk about all this interesting stuff of ai all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. and then um and conspiracies and all this and then all the media focuses on is that one second of him smoking the joint so and they're like is elon musk crazy is he losing his mind blah 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 is he being irresponsible so you know that's why people don't trust news organizations and then it's, it's weird because mm-hmm. like they're like oh yeah he was on a comedic podcast blah 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 and I was like, what <laughs> it's like the people that write the articles they don't even do any research and it's just that's why people don't trust news so wow that's really unfortunate because then he's probably going to think twice about doing interviews like this and the general public learns a lot from these interviews like i had no idea about what's going on with artificial intelligence and he was also talking about a potential um a way to solve traffic in la and he was talking about building tunnels which is really interesting and how that's a way that we might be able to solve that issue which to me is like oh that's awesome i hate traffic i mean there's no one likes traffic and it's you can't get away from it in la so if you can have someone like that help resolve that issue i'm all for it so he was discussing that and i never thought about that uh, building tunnels to solve uh to solve traffic um so that's just a really interesting conversation that they had um sad that the news outlets didn't focus on something like that rather than him smoking weed <laughs> yeah they were they were all uh, interested on the one second of uh, weed smoking but um yeah that's that's news organizations for me and then yeah. like, oh yeah that uh, he was with comedian joe rogan blah 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 <laughs> and then the and one really <laughs> kind of bizarre podcast that he had recently was with cowboy Cerrone. Oh my goodness, did you listen to that one? Um, no. I haven't caught up on my Joe Rogan lately, so... Okay, well, that one was really interesting. I um, don't really recommend it. Don't, I don't recommend anyone listen to it. It wasn't very <laughs> insightful. Anyways, they, he, he had one with um, uh, that Valentine girl. Oh, yes. That's the Spear Fisherman girl. That was really interesting. I enjoyed that podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, it's... It's weird because again, it's she's a spear fisherman, and then mm-hmm. it's. Do you want to give co- the listeners some background? Yeah, she's a you know she she decided to follow her dreams. Um, she she kind of fell into it. It was it sounded like it was more accidental. It wasn't like she dreamt about being a spear fisher. Correct. She was a lawyer, mm-hmm. and then she worked in finance. Mm-hmm. And then she moved a lot. She was in London. She's originally from Montreal. And uh, eventually, someone introduced her to a male figure. Introduced her to the world of spear fishermen. So 
or spear fishing uh-huh. and then she fell in love with it free diving mm-hmm. all that stuff <coughs> so um carry on with <laughs> oh I, one thing that just came to mind was when she was talking about how she was really limited a lot of she got a lot of backlash for for spear fishing and catching her own food and she was talking about the hypocrisy of it all for example they wouldn't let her fish or spear fish because i don't know certain she violated certain regulations but they allow other people like other um you know I don't know what you would call these, but like these people who catch fish in masses, right? Commercial commercial fishing, yeah. yeah. Commercial fishermen, like they're catching thousands of fish. Well, not just and... commercial, like the the big corporate. Um, mm-hmm. they, they're in giant ships. They have these uh, mile long nets. Right, and so they kind of just get to catch almost. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it's not as much fish as they want. But they were talking about the fact that they have a people lobbying for them and she doesn't have anyone and she's just trying to catch fish for herself to eat like she's gonna eat the fish and then um the backlash that she got on social media for you know what she was posting and then she was also mentioning that there was backlash because or there was um a news media outlet that was originally going to have her on but then decided not to because of the photo she was posting on social media of her in a bikini which i didn't really understand i guess it was too um i don't know i guess i don't really know why they would mm, yeah decide not to have her on because of that yeah she, she brought up some interesting issues which is um once you go 13 miles offshore when you're in international waters mm-hmm there's not a lot of regulations so these commercial fisheries can do whatever they want and uh, they have these nets that go to the seafloor and then they just scrape up a bunch of uh, oh, yes. various foods I should say foods various uh, and disrupt sea creatures yeah. seafood I don't and know they why. disrupt the ecosystem that's going on and then she's uh, she, you know she's um, she's hunting for her own food Mm-hmm. Spear fishing for her own food. She's similar. She's just like an ang- you know, um, like you're fishing with a fishing rod. You're just mm-hmm. there <laughs> fishing for yourself and your family. Except she's diving into the water. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet she she gets more flack because there's um, a spear gun involved and all that stuff. Um, yeah. And then it's it seems more gory than you're fishing with a pole. So. But, but basically, they're basically the same thing because you're just catching um, for yourself. And then those those people have uh, lobbyists and then her, her occupation doesn't have much lobbyists. Um, and then mm-hmm. she's, she's viewed by the media as being a hunter, which is unfair. So it's, uh, it's kind of weird. Um, Sorry. Is your foot okay? Yes. Anyways, um, moving on with Joe Rogan aside. Onto another one of Joe Rogan's interests, which is uh, mixed martial arts. We have some fights this weekend. Um, first off, the big news is uh, the Nico Montano Tano uh, versus Valentina Shevchenko fight is canceled because uh, 
Montano could not make weight, and um, I did not know she that. had medical. She had a medical thing basically, and then um, she's unable to perform, and uh, the fight's canceled. Oh, so that sucks. Uh, needless to say, Valentina is very upset, and uh, the UFC is also going to strip Nico of her belt. Really. So there will be a vacant belt, which uh, Valentina Why? versus someone else will be fighting for. Why are they stripping her of her belt? Because she didn't make the fight. And she's had a few other... Um, pre- she's been delaying this fight for a long time with Valentina. Uh, hmm. So, um, you know, and then people say that Connor has, uh, you know... Connor, Connor didn't f- defend his belt for two years, blah blah blah. But then Connor has, uh, you know, he earned the UFC tons and tons of money. So Nico hasn't. So that's the difference. You build up goodwill with a company, and then they'll they'll give you more consideration. Whereas Nico, she uh, she has not earned a UFC hun- millions and millions and millions of dollars. So her leverage is less. So, anyways. Um, we have the main event, which is Tyrone Woodley versus Darren Till. Hmm. Do you like any of these two fighters? No, I honestly don't follow follow either fighter. Okay. What about you? Um, Tyrone Woodley, I'm not a big fan of his. He's another big whiner, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, the UFC's not marketing me, blah, blah, blah. But he actually has tried... Um, he's, he's, he has his, uh, he's active on social media. He had, he's filming his own little series. So yeah, for some reason the UFC doesn't like to promote Tyrone Woodley. I'm not quite sure why. Um, you know, he's not a super charismatic guy, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but he's also been, uh, missing in action a bit. So I don't know that's the case Darren Till he's from he's from England so they're hoping that there's gonna be a uh, there's a lot of support for him right now a lot of people are fans of his so I think the UFC thinks he's gonna be Connor number two Mm. because he he's uh, you know he's from Liverpool he has a very heavy accent oh okay I I know who you're talking about you know he has a daughter in brazil dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, yeah he has a daughter in brazil and then um he has a cool little accent so he's a cool dude so i think they want him to be connor number two so they're pushing him a lot like they they pushed uh kobe covington aside quickly Good. they stripped him quickly of his interim belt because um insects in here sorry um yeah they they stripped kobe covington of his belt uh of his interim belt apparently because um he couldn't make this fight in time kobe mm-hmm. says the ufc told him that the fight would be in november so he had a surgery done so mm-hmm. he wasn't ready for this but i think there was some uh behind the back stuff going on with the ufc because <laughs> they they, they want to rush darren till into stardom because they think he's 
he's uh, Connor number two in popularity. So interesting. Um, and your girl Carla Sparza is fighting. Yes, the Cookie Monster herself, Orange County's finest. Uh, Carla Sparza will be fighting uh, Tatiana Suarez. Um, they're both wrestlers, so I'm like any Carla Sparza fight. I'm a bit concerned. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's uh, I don't know. She's uh, she's a nice girl. Uh, she's a nice woman. She looks really like uh, you know a nice woman. So I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, um, and then, and then she's, um, you know, she's a wrestler, so hopefully wrestler against wrestler, it's hard to pick those. Usually when it's wrestler against striker, I side with the wrestler, but hmm. in this case, it's wrestler against wrestler. Carla has more experience, so hopefully, uh, she prevails in this fight. Um, and, uh, there's also... A uh, Jess Jessica Andrade versus Carolina Kovacivich. Carolina's really hot, so she's cool. <laughs> because that's important. <laughs> Leslie disagrees with my comments. Um, so I'm excited. Um, these types of cards tend to do really well. Um, oh yeah, Diego Sanchez is fighting, but he's on the uh, fight pass, so. Yeah, this this may be his last UFC fight. If he loses this, he's out. Uh huh. Um. So, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it should be good. I don't know most of the fighters, but I'm sure it'll still be a really good fight. Yeah, and then this that's the beat guys fighting. So, it's it's a fun card. Mm-hmm. Um. Again, I think uh, the UFC wants Darren Till to be a star. So. All forces forward because sometimes, of course, it doesn't work the plan because mm-hmm. they wanted Cody, mm-hmm. Cody Garbrandt, to be the next, the next uh, celebrity. Uh-huh. But then, well, it makes sense. They also want to appeal to fans or convert um, certain. Gosh, what am I trying to say? They want to gain fans, so. A way to do that is to promote someone from a different country like London and get some. London's not a country. Sorry. (laughs) I think you're looking for England. Oh yeah. England. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, that that could be the case. Yeah, so I want to appeal to them and promote someone. Uh perfect sense in terms of marketing. England. Yes, England. He's from London. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, I agree. Sometimes, of course, um, who the UFC promotes, it, sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. Um, like Cody and your TJ Dillashaw. Dillashaw, you know, he's not a very... Uh, he's not the most likable guy, so the UFC wanted to move on from him. But then he won both of the fights against Cody, so... Uh-huh. That was that, and then um, what's his face? Um, Francis and Ganu. <laughs> That's. They wa- they wanted him to beat uh, what's his face, Stipe. They wanted Francis to knock out Stipe and beat a heavyweight champ. Um, mm-hmm. 
unfortunately that didn't happen so sometimes the problem with uh when you don't know the outcome of the fights is Mm -hmm. it goes the other way and then your marketing gets messed up so anyways so for all those fighters that complain about the ufc not marketing them i think i think there's a lot of self-promotion that needs to happen because valentina shevchenko carla esparza etc you can see their social media is going like all the time their instagrams all the time all that stuff and then uh my favorite person to hate on which is uh amanda nunez she rarely posts on instagram it's like you know what the heck right and then um chris cyborg she posts multiple times she has a team like dedicated to her social media so um (laughs) I don't know if she has a team. I think it's her. Some of them, you know, you can yeah, tell there's, some of them. They do, they're, yeah, I follow Gabby Garcia now, and she, who's also a fighter, and she's constantly posting on social media. Yeah, so there's some self, self-promotion self that you need to happen. You can't just rely on the UFC because the UFC, they may have different ideas. Yeah, but there's, I also get really tired of it when people post too much. They're trying to market themselves. I know, but there's there's a certain threshold where it's like, okay, that's enough. Uh, who's the most annoying? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say who, but uh, I don't I don't know. It no, just... no, of UFC fighters, not personally. Oh, um, the most annoying in terms of posting on social media. Yes, that you still follow. <laughs> oh, I don't. Yeah. I... Who did you unfollow because they're annoying? I it ha- it actually has not been UFC fighters. It's been um, other people, but I just I don't like it when people post all the time. Is there a public figure that you've unfollowed? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> okay. Anyways, so it's been a uh, fun week. Um, I I have some good feelings regarding um, this uh, woman I've met this young lady mm-hmm. so hopefully things go well there it will just make I, her feel special i have a really good feeling about this um more than more than anyone i've encountered the past uh, past two years Aww. um so sweet other than that uh, is there any comments you want to make before we shut down here no, other than, yeah, it's been a really good week, and I enjoy our little podcast, <laughs> and I hope everyone has a good rest of their week, a good weekend. Same here. Other than that, um, next time we'll talk about the uh, outcome of UFC 228, so have a good one, guys. Adios.